Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. For the next hour, if you want to listen to the show, you can. We're talking about car, car repair issues, what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, and all that kind of stuff. But I also talk about good shops that are in the Phoenix metropolitan area, shops that I promise you know how to fix cars and are not going to take advantage of you and they're not going to lie. And I know the owners personally. I know they've been in business a long time, and there's lots of different criteria. It's not easy to be on Mark Salem's best shops list. But I'll tell you about one of them right now, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa. Others have applied, but it's the only shop in Mesa we've accepted because they are just superior to just almost everybody else in no in any part of town. Bryant and Thelma came from gas station families. Their parents... I worked for their parents when I was in high school. So I know that they both come from that environment. And they run a really good, clean shop. They have ASE certified technicians. They're going to be around a year from now and five years from now and ten years from now. They come with a a, a tremendous background in pumping gas and fixing cars and tires and brakes and lubes and all that kind of stuff. So if you're in Mesa, the only shop I can recommend is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. On Main Street just east of Stapley. Let's go to the phones. Alan, is this my Alan? Yes, it is. Okay. Folks, I, 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 I've been warned by my wife that my son was going to call. I have no idea what he's going to tell me or do. I just want you to know that this is a surprise. And, Gil, keep your finger on the button that says dump. <laughs> Just in case, I'm okay, Dale. It. Okay, he's watching it, Alan. I don't know what the what why we're talking this way. Usually, you have my direct cell phone number, but tell me what you got. Oh, wait, 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 wait just a minute. Wait a minute. Alan is my son. He works at our facility in Tempe, and he also um, is the owner operator for a performance side which we do diesel work and we do lifts and lowers, and he does all kinds of work on the diesel trucks. And uh, and then, like I said, he lifts them and lowers them and tires and wheels and all kinds of stuff. So this is probably a story about a diesel. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to call you and tell you about a really cool fix that we had this week that we've been that's been kicking our butt for for a while. Uh, about a month and a half ago, we had a we had a customer come to us. He had recently purchased from a buddy of his a 2015 Ford Super Duty. And intermittently, this thing would throw a check engine light, go into limp mode or a D-rate mode, and the customer would be stuck. Now, when I say intermittent, I ta- I- I'm talking two or three times in 3,000 miles. I mean, this is very, very intermittent, and as you can imagine, it's extremely difficult to find. Okay, stop for a minute. So it- yeah, I want you, hold on. I want you to explain limp mode. So it basically what it does is it... it uh, a lint motor, a D-rate, it, it takes all the power away, and it basically allows you to drive, but it, it, it goes into kind of a fail-safe. Uh, it sees something that's bad enough to where it says, hey, we don't want you to damage anything, so we're just going to give you 5 miles an hour, 10 miles an hour, 
so you can get to the next place or or what you know what have you home and, or whatever. And, uh, it gets you, yeah, you out yeah. of darkness and it gives you enough yeah. to get to a gas station or get to a phone or get to some place yeah. where you can park the truck. Okay, go right, right. So it comes to us and. Um, it had been to multiple dealerships. It had been to multiple, you know, independent shops. It had been to multiple different places. And this thing, it had a low, low fuel pressure code. And basically, it, it, so the fuel being sucked from the tank to the high pressure pump at some point was, 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 was low. Um, and, uh, for, for whatever reason. Now, there's only a certain amount of items in, in that system from the tank to the, to the high pressure pump. You know, you got a couple filters, you got a lift pump. It's not that difficult to figure out. It's there's just not that well. Every single piece on this truck had been replaced to this point when it came to us. Low pressure pump, um, you know, uh, the the fuel filters, the the okay, fuel hold, the fuel injection hold, pressure sensor, all, all right. that stuff. All right, hold on. The lift pump, folks, is typically in the tank or close to the tank, and it just takes fuel out on a diesel. It takes fuel out and sends it forward. Now, we might have a, a, a at least one and maybe two filters. Some of them filter trash. Some of them filter water, whatever. And then from there, it goes to a high-pressure pump where we take the pressure. It might be 20 PSI, and we're going to make it 1,000 PSI or more. So we're going to spray it into the engine, but the high-pressure pump has to change it from low pressure to high pressure. So yeah. Alan's talking about following the fuel from the tank all the way to inside the engine. Go ahead. Yeah, and we know that this we know that this problem is on the low pressure side. Okay. So, it comes to us having recently been diagnosed with either a a bad PCM, uh, so okay. a, you know main engine computer, or bad tuning. Now, neither one of those had been had been messed with. He he declined that repair, and that's when he kind of wanted a second opinion because, as you know, the PCMs are really expensive. Okay, PCM is the onboard computer that can cost thousands of dollars, and you buy one, you plug it in, but then you have to tell the computer what car the computer is going to control. So there's this whole big programming process to make the computer know what car it has to take care of. I'm just adding these yeah, in for people because well, this is kind okay. of a, it's, it's yeah, it's it's the brain, if you will, uh -huh. of the of the truck. Okay. So uh, it it comes to us, and it and it had aftermarket tuning on it. So it had been tuned by a company that I didn't recognize. Um, we did all of our, you know, normal testing and w couldn't find anything. Test drove. I think we put a hundred miles on it. Never happened. Um, so what I told him was, I said, you know, we need to we need to get a, a baseline tune in this thing. I need to I need to update all of the modules. I need to get the aftermarket tuning out of there. After all, the you know the dealership had said they saw some discrepancies. We saw a couple discrepancies in some of the injector numbers. So I said we need to. I need to flash this thing back to stock, update all the modules, and, and we just kind of need to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. He agrees. At this point, he's, he's willing to try anything. So okay, he stop, agrees. stop, stop. Hold on. Folks, he's going to go up into the cloud, and he's going to tell the cloud, the mothership Ford, that this truck is here, and this is the VIN number for it, and I want you to put all the software that this truck came with back in the truck. Take everything out and put the software that this truck was built with, and that's what he accomplished. Go ahead. Right, right, and, and with all the updated stuff. Right. So, yeah, so he uh, he took it. Uh, well, you know, we put a couple hundred miles on it. He took it, and two weeks later, it happened again. So he came back, and, uh, again, nothing. Couldn't, couldn't find anything. Couldn't, you know. 
So I had asked him, I said, you know, I know the fuel filters have been replaced on this thing. Have you, uh, do we know that there were factory fuel filters put in this? Because we've had issues in the past with aftermarket fuel filters on this particular vehicle. And uh, no, I don't know. Just go ahead and change them. So we pulled the one off. There's two, two filters on this thing. There's one in the engine and there's one in the, one in the frame rail. We pulled the, we pulled the, um, the, the, the fuel filter out of, of the frame rail and lo and behold, it was it was not only off center and not sealing, but it also it kind of sits in a it, just imagine a you know bowl of, you know whatever a, a cup a bowl, and it kind of it kind of pushes down onto the bottom of the bowl. There's a clip there, and it pushes down to center the filter in this thing to to seal it. Wait, stop, stop. And the, stop. The filter looks like a roll of toilet paper. And we have to yeah. have the hole in the bottom of the filter centered perfectly over this port at the bottom of the housing. Chances are right. it was off a little bit, right? Yes, it was off, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and there was a couple of the clips, the, the centering clips that were broken. You could see where the, the outline of the O-ring wasn't, hadn't sealed all the way. So we figured this, is, this has got to be it. Someone just was careless putting this thing in. We fixed everything up. We put a new filter on, screwed it back in. Again, drove it another couple hundred miles, no issues at all. Told the customer, go put some miles on it. Calls me two weeks later, he says it did it again. At this point, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I don't know. We've, we've exhausted, you know, every option from, you know, the, any technical service bulletins that are put out by Ford for an issue like this. Uh, all of our technician networks, kind of everything. So I told, I told John, I said, hey, I need to, I need, for my peace of mind, I need you to drop this tank and I need to look inside this tank to make sure that there's nothing in this tank, sludge, dirt, debris, whatever it may be, leaves, uh, inside this tank. And he said, okay, he dropped it. Lo and behold, he comes back to me about an hour later, two hours later, holding this quarter size piece of cardboard that was in the pickup bowl directly underneath the fuel pickup. Okay, folks, in this the very was, bottom of the tank, wait, stop, stop. The bottom of the tank is not flat. It's got an indentation in it. And so yeah. with the fuel pump sits down kind of in this indentation and it sucks off the floor of the fuel tank and f- sends the filter, sends the diesel fuel forward through the filters and so forth. So you found a piece of cardboard between the suck portion of the pump and the bottom floor of the tank. Yes. And it was the, the previous customer was using a fuel additive. Okay. And inside the lid of these fuel additives has a quarter-inch piece of cardboard <laughs> that was stuck to the, must have come out of the lid, was stuck to the bottle of the, of the, of the fuel, of, of, the, of the, whatever he was putting in the tank, put it in there, it went right into the tank, and it was intermittently getting sucked up against the, the, uh, the, the, the fuel, the, the, the draw the, mouth. the draw tube the yeah the mouth of the fuel pump okay yep all right so did you take that out and do we have what to finish the story this happened three months ago and the vehicle's been on the road now for three months and everything is fine is it were yes. we there yet yes no 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 we're, we're not we're not quite there yet but there's 
no question in my mind we're there i mean i i don't have any any question it was i have pictures of it but it was directly uh yeah directly right under i mean you could not miss it directly right underneath the pickup tube okay and it restricted the flow of fuel into the pump which would then restrict the flow of fuel forward and then the sensors were picking up the substandard flow of fuel and the substandard pressure because somebody basically has got their thumb on the suction port of the fuel pump yep. inside the tank is that right yep Yep. Okay. We'll save that because that picture will be worth a whole lot. But here's here's the lesson. These things happen, and there's shops in town that can find and fix these. We're, we're one of a few. We're one of five or ten guys in town that have the tenacity. But here's what I'm really proud of you about. You stuck with the fuel system. You didn't go crazy. So many times we've got a fuel system code and we've got a fuel system problem. We've got a fuel system going into limp mode. And then all of a sudden, in just an exaggeration way, we're doing spark plugs and fan belts and ball joints and computers right. and, and all this other. We're, I'm proud to hear that you stayed on the fuel track the whole time. And you found yeah. two different problems. You found a, a filter that's in the housing that had not been seated properly, so the top and the bottom of the filter weren't appropriately placed, so the filter was out of place. That can cause a substandard flow of fuel forward. Then you find this little hockey puck thing in the fuel tank that's sitting on the bottom of the tank, and you know good and well that the fuel pump's going to suck that up and shut the fuel off some portion of the fuel, how big is the opening on the suck portion of the pump? Is it the size uh, it of a silver dollar? A, no, 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 no. A dime. It's a dime. And how big was the piece of cardboard? About a quarter. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, just, there's there's no rhyme or reason when it would when it would ever do it. It just you know because I I had asked him uh, multiple times. Um, you know, filling up questions. Does it happen after you fill up? Does it does it happen? You know, when you run it low, and it was always you know no. There was no rhyme or reason, and 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 now I understand why there was no rhyme or reason is because it just you know when that thing decided to stick to the bottom, it would stick to the bottom, and that was it. Well, as it's sitting there floating around, and as it's that turn of that diesel fuel to go be sucked down into this bowl at the bottom of the tank, that guy ends up there. Then when he shuts yep. it off. Then that thing sits there, and then if he starts it up and puts it in reverse and drives back, there's a slosh which is going to push that piece of cardboard out of the way for, to, to another day to come back. Exactly. So that's why it wouldn't be there each time because he sloshes it as he backs out of his driveway. He goes into reverse, then he goes into drive, and he sloshes it forward. So we got all that fuel in the tank moving forward and backward. But yep. the, man, the, the message here is... is it's a Ford, and this is what happens to Fords. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. The, the, the message here is: is if 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 you're going to if you're going to use additives, if you're going to put stuff in the tank, you need to make sure what you're, you know, you, you need to check the lid and check check everything to make sure that nothing's getting in there. Yeah, just be careful what you put in the tank. But yeah, thank yeah. you for that. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts, 
We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Uncover, uncover retirement concepts you need to know. Optimize your income. Minimize your taxes. Do it with a plan. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. Let's get smarter about planning our retirement and succeeding at retirement. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is Albert Moeller for Townhall.com. Once again, Americans are ready to celebrate the 4th of July. Very ready indeed. But let's remember that the holiday is actually known as Independence Day, marking the anniversary of the act of American patriots and declaring independence from Great Britain. The Declaration of Independence is the nation's birth certificate. More than that, Independence Day marks a momentous event in human history. For the first time, a new nation was established upon the premise that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. For more than 200 years, the United States of America has been learning how to fulfill that promise, But on Independence Day, we celebrate the fact that this world-changing promise was made and a new nation was born, a nation founded upon liberty, dignity, and self-government. Happy Independence Day. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. For those considering careers in politics and policy. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. (gasps) I know. You don't. (laughs) Oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. (laughs) No. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to be here till 12. If you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. This last segment that we did, we were just talking about a truck that had come in that had a problem that many had tried to fix it and couldn't. And and there are it it is appropriate that sometimes we send um, a truck for a fresh pair of eyes. That that's an important consideration. There has to come a time, and I and I I tell you that we do that at least once a year. We just get caught up in we can't see the forest for the trees. We need a fresh pair of eyes, and then we'll subcontract that truck to some other shop that we trusted to look at it, and and we do that together. There there was a time where Kurtz Automotive fixed a truck for us, and we just couldn't see the forest for the trees, and they found it and they fixed it then we've also fixed cars and trucks for other shops as well. 
So we work together real well, but the, the issue really has to do with just tenacity. And then you run across something like this. We've got this piece of cardboard the size of a quarter that's floating around inside of a tank that probably holds 25 gallons of diesel fuel and intermittently and for whatever reason this thing plugs the hole at the bottom of the fuel pump and uh, and causes the uh, engine to go into limp mode because the computer says hey all of a sudden I've lost a whole bunch of fuel pressure so and then we've got the computer and we're not going to replace the computer because you don't shoot the messenger the messenger is the computer. The messenger is the computer is seeing this problem and putting us in limp mode, which means you're just going to make it home, but I'm not going to let you go faster than five, six, seven miles an hour. It's just that kind of thing. That's what limp mode is all about. And then, according, then you have software issues where you have aftermarket software in there, and you've got to put it back the way it should be, and that's when you hook to the cloud, and you, you start plugging the truck in and, and saying to the cloud, give me the original software and all the updates that go to this VIN number. And boom, 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 it happens. But boom, boom, boom is three to $400 in fees. And your car could likely sit there all night long as it reloads new software. We had a BMW one time that took four hours to load the software on this BMW and if you can't you can't change anything you can't even open the door because the light coming on will change the voltage and cause the whole process to start over so you have to have a battery charger or a tender on the battery the hood has to be shut because we can't have the light on the car has to be locked because we don't want anybody touching the car and at my shop we surround it with crime scene tape telling everybody don't touch this car. So those are the kinds of things that we have. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs up north. Nate's a great guy. I've known Nate for a long time. I really respect him. He's a young man, but he knows Chevy, Dodge, and Ford as good as anybody in the world. He is just a great guy. He's service and repair. He does foreign and domestic light diesel trucks and they're located just south on I-17 at Pinnacle Peak in North Scottsdale so and they also sell parts 24 hours a day at their website so if you would like to check out Strictly Diesel then just go to Strictly Diesel's website and they have all kinds of stuff there that you can look and stuff that will enhance the value of your truck this truck that will enhance the steering and the suspension and perhaps even a little bit of a performance modification or different air filter and stuff like that those are the kinds of things that you have so 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 one of the things that we all get stuck in is what my son Alan just described and you get a car in there that you know somebody has to fix the tenacity of the staff has everything to do with it. There are times, I'm going to admit, that we don't take those cars in because too many people have had their fingers in them already. So when the customer shows up with, you know, I'm exaggerating, but five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten work orders, and we're looking at the work orders and we're seeing this guy's working on the ignition system, this guy's working on the exhaust, this guy's working on the on timing and cover area. This guy's working on software. No one's really identified the problem, but they've all been in those different systems. It's not uncommon for you to find the problem, but then you have to walk backwards and reconnect all those systems and bring them to zero so they can relearn the car. So it's difficult at best, and there's no magic wand for you, the customer, but I can tell you that the the, the uh, 15 Ford issue that diesel that Alan was talking about those kinds of things in our world happen I mean that's that's probably one of three that will happen this year in our area 
and that's it. So it's not a real predominant thing. But what you can't do is take it to the quick lube shop because the kid there thinks he can fix it. After you've had it to a shopper, and, and the dealer, we're, we're going to say the dealer didn't fix it, but they didn't have it as long as we did. We, so we benefited from that. They probably did the same thing we did. You couldn't find anything. And then there comes a time where you just have to look up at the Lord and say, you know, sooner or later, it's going to give up the ghost. Sooner or later, um, something's going to happen. The part's going to fail. Sooner or later, the connection's going to fail. And we just have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. And so those are the kinds of issues that you have. And obviously, I said to him, my son on the break, this truck's been back on the road so we can guarantee that we fixed it. And he goes, oh, yeah. He says, I, I didn't tell you, I didn't want to tell you this story until I had, you know, a, a month or two of driving. And the owner said, no, I know it's fixed because it would have happened two or three times since then. And hopefully that's the case. But who knows when you go into the fuel tank and, and we're looking for water, we're looking for all kinds of contamination, we're looking inside to see if the fuel pump is positioned properly, but we're not looking for a, a quarter-sized piece of cardboard. That's not what we're looking for. So I think the lesson for us was, and this is something Alan didn't say on the radio, is, is when we pull the tank, we're dumping the tank. We're going to dump into big containers, dump the diesel fuel out, look at the at the diesel fuel inside there look at it as it passes from the tank to the barrel that we're putting it in and then we're going to filter it when we put it back in the in the vehicle but that'll also give us a chance to not only look at the tank empty but look at all the fuel coming in and going back in or coming out and going back into the same tank those are the tough cars but i can tell you there's 10 10 15 other shops in town that could have pulled this off um and it's just lucky enough that uh well, I don't say if lucky is the right word, but I'm it, I'm pretty proud that the guys ultimately figured this out and had the tenacity to understand it was a fuel flow flow problem when we had to find out why it was intermittent and this stupid little floating piece of cardboard was the one. Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
Listening to 960 The Patriot online doesn't mean you have to sit at your desk. If you're on the run, doing housework, or on your drive home, 960 The Patriot is at your fingertips wherever you are or whatever you're doing with the Patriot app. The Patriot stream is now sponsored by Guns Etc., an A-plus company working together to bring you an A-plus listening experience. Download the app today at your app store. It's the best way to listen to your favorite shows no matter where you are. Brought to you by Guns Etc. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke, FAST. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, let me push all the buttons, right, and get everything going, and we will do that just right now. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or a car problem or a comment, or if you want us to help you make a decision on one one car kind of car versus the other, then that's okay. We can help you with that as well. 602-508-0960. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around Phoenix since 1968, and Phil's been there since then. Phil started with power glide transmissions and the old Chrysler transmission, some of the first automatic transmissions, and then now we've morphed into a transmission that has sensors and controllers and has its own computer. And it watches what the engine says and then appropriately shifts your car, how harsh or how soft depending on the input of the information and there's also a whole bunch of information flowing back and forth and we're using solenoids to shift the car as opposed to cables that move metal items levers to shift your car so phil's been through that transition so we call fred phil is really fred flintstone but now he's like mr gates of the automatic transmissions so automatic transmission exchange 40th street in washington a real good guy knows what he's doing and you're certainly welcome to stop by and ask him to look 
at something or if you can actually duplicate the problem, the transmission guys really like that. It's hard for you to describe it and for them to tell you what's wrong. It's hard in any car repair environment. What's really, really beneficial, and and I want to hug the customer, is when they say, Mark, hop in. I'm going to make it happen, and I'm going to teach you how to make it happen. Wow. That customer just saved themselves $100 or more by demonstrating how to make it happen, it, and then showing us and teaching us how we can make it happen so that we can make it happen, fix it, and then go out and see if we can make it happen again because that's what car repair is all about. So it's real easy when it comes to transmissions, or it looks easy, but to be honest with you, I'm not in the transmission business for a good reason. It's They are very sophisticated today, probably no more than the fuel injection system on your car or on your diesel, but it's still a whole new animal, and uh, it's something that you, you, you can't really be a full-time auto mechanic in the me- mechanical side and be a tranny guy. Um, it's going to be kind of tough for you to make that transition, but I'm sure somebody has a well. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Car repair um, is, is different now because um, we used to see you every 3,000 miles, and then each time you came in for an oil change, there was something in your manual that needed to happen changing the transmission fluid or cleaning the brakes or rotating the tires and and stuff like that today that interval's gone from 3000 to between 8 and 12000 miles we really don't need to see you on those intervals so as a result of that we've lost two thirds of our business if you do the math so the reason why we're in the sale mode and when i say where it's the auto repair industry is is because your car we don't see it but once a year or maybe twice a year where before it was three and four and sometimes five times a year for oil changes so we the industry is is struggling with respect to trying to to generate sales and some of the people in the industry are generating sales in a way that um, I don't necessarily agree with and certainly that I don't pattern there's plenty of work out there all you have to do is have a symptom the customer sees and and then you have to be able to describe the repair and promise that you'll repair it and come in at your estimate or less that's really the name of the game so as you do that kind of stuff that's what happens who might be on the phone uh, say hello to David David good morning good morning <coughs> question I had a buddy who put DEF in his diesel tank on a 2021 F350 Super Duty. Yep, that's uh, that's going to be between ten and fifteen thousand dollars, and his insurance company should pay for that. And dealer quote on twenty grand on that one. Oh, okay, all right, all right, and I'm going to defer because the, I don't know how many tanks, and I don't know how long he drove it. And sometimes what will happen is the DEF will cause an immediate a failure quickly so we don't have big contamination. But the twenty to $25,000 is from the fuel pump forward, everything the fuel touches, which is all the stainless steel lines, the high-pressure pump, the low-pressure pump, all the filters, all the filter housings, um, the exhaust system. I mean, you've got a tremendous amount of work. But I work for insurance companies. And I regularly go out and look at these kinds of things. and But they're not going to replace the engine. And I'll tell you, that's what some guys will do. They'll dump DEF in their tanks. Not your buddy. 
they'll dump it in their tanks. Then they'll turn around and say that the DF caused my engine failure, and we go inside and we find it's an oil starvation problem, or it blew a rod because the crankshaft's bent because somebody uh, tried to pull a uh, one zip code into <coughs> the other. So those are the kinds of things that happen. In your in your your friend's case, did he even think about talking to his insurance company? Because insurance companies, um, in I'm not going to tell you the name of the insurance company that said this, but I've loved this story. He said, we insure stupid. And that's, and that's it. <laughs> and, and, and that's true. And I, I want to tell you something. I can't tell you how many insurance companies I've worked for that um, I have gone out and said, this is a DEF contamination. There's no question about it. And the estimate is right. And the parts that they're wanting to replace need to be replaced. So... Um, that that certainly would be something that I would do. Now, where he has it done, it doesn't make any difference, but I would strongly suggest he not hire somebody who changes oils for a living to do it. He needs a full-service repair shop, whether it's the dealer environment or whether it's a you know a big independent. Um, but most of us, I, I probably have done this 30 or 40 times. So, you know how to do it. Right. Now, he took it to Ford. It was immediate too, so he didn't even get even move the car as soon as he did start and stopped. And that's good. That's good. And you're right. When the DEF diesel exhaust fluid is highly highly contaminant, it's an acid, and it eats up everything it touches from the fuel tank forward, and it usually causes the engine to die, you know, rather quickly. So, but it's not going to be anything that's going to cause piston or camshaft or crankshaft damage. This is the fuel system from front to back. So this goes to all the injectors, all the fuel rails, the high-pressure pump, the low-pressure pump, all the filter housings, everything is gone and replaced. And now they even make kits for, kits for them. Because, and, you know, the, the common common thing here is this, it's the Ford guys that do this. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. I'm just teasing. But, no, that is, that's a two. Two twenty thousand to twenty five thousand dollars is a is a a fair price, and I don't know that you would beat that by five percent anywhere in town. No, he's just for work, so he needs it done right away. <clears throat> um, well, um, if is he looking for a recommendation? No, nah, he took it to Ford on Bell Road. Okay, is that he is that he took it to Kurt? He took it to Kurt's first, and then Kurt said, "Nope, we don't want to do it because uh, the he." Plus, they're busy, but yet the amount of work needs to be done will take forever. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's a very long, well, $25,000, a lot of it's parts, but there's a heck of a lot of labor. We're taking parts off and putting parts on and all that kind of stuff. But the answer is is there's the one, the one Ford dealer that I think has the most experience is Sanderson. And that's the one that I would have referred you to because they do a lot of these and they're very good at them. And you don't want to go to have somebody do it for the very first time. So, but but anyway, that but it happens. It happens on Dodges as well. So Ford's not the only one. It happens on the rest of them as well. Anyway, David, thanks very much. Good luck. DEF again. Diesel exhaust fluid is a very caustic acid, and we're spraying that into the exhaust system so that we can consume some of the soot created by a diesel. And we're trying to change what comes out the tailpipe with diesel exhaust fluid. It does not cost any horsepower. It doesn't cost the thing to run, you know, smog machine and all that other stuff. It's one of those things that's just simply part of the emission system, and it doesn't hurt your car until you put DEF in the fuel tank. We'll be back. CactusMountainGifts.com would like to remind everyone listening, this 4th of July, highways will be busy with motorists traveling to and from family and friends. Make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home and never drink and drive. 
Brought to you by Julia Cummings and her staff at CactusMountainGifts.com. Corporate gifting services, custom, personalized, and perfect. Call 520-276-9181 to learn more or visit CactusMountainGifts.com. That's CactusMountainGifts.com. Wishing everyone a happy 4th of July. Sabra's Termite Pest and Weed Control reminds everyone the only thing more dangerous than taking your eyes off the road to text while driving is believing you're in control while doing so. Texting while driving doesn't just endanger your own life, but the lives of others as well. Please don't text and drive. Brought to you by Sabra's Termite Pest and Weed Control. Located in Phoenix. For more information, call 602-791-0077 and like them on Facebook. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here talking about car and car repair problems. And I also offer you some the names of shops in the Valley that I trust that are good shops. I have a shop, but I can't service everybody. And I think geographically you should find a shop that's in your geographical area. So Kurtz Automotive is at I-17 in Bell. He's been around a very long time. He has ASE certified technicians. Kurt and I have been really good friends since the late 80s and early 90s and he has some superior technicians 
He has a good staff. He has family at the front counter. He's been around the block, and he knows the difference between right and wrong. And he hates it when I say to you that if you can't get your weed eater started, then take it over to Kurt's. He says, every time I say that, he's going to get even with me, and I don't know what that's going to happen. But he he doesn't work on weed eaters, but he does work on everything else. So I know Kurt Rock. I know his wife, Kathy, and I know the family. So I'm not sending you to somebody that if my mother lived up in that area, I'd send her there as well. That's Kurt's Automotive I-17 and Bell Road. Car repair is hard. Um, What makes it really harder today is, is the Internet. Because what we have today is, is we have people that have a problem with their car, they get on the internet and they talk to Herbert and he's a felon in a felony, uh, he's serving time in New Hampshire and he has access to the internet so now he's telling people how to fix their cars when Herman's probably never fixed a car in his life and his last name is Google by the chance, uh, by the same. So it's it's a difficult thing. The worst thing you can do is go in and tell your shop what to do to fix a problem. Because when the problem is not solved, then typically the customer will say that the shop didn't do a good job. And then the fight is on, and the shop has to prove that they did what they were told. And under the best of conditions, they have all that documented. We did what you told us to do, but you and somebody else had come to the conclusion that this is the repair that would fix your problem. So you said, you do this repair. We did the repair. Uh, and then you still have the problem and now it's our fault. The same goes. The shop can say this is what the repair is. They do the repair and then the second call is, is, well, we've got some other issues. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes that means we missed it the first time and we'd still like you to pay for the first guess. So it's perfectly okay for you to say to the shop, to who you're talking to, is this a guess or a fix? Because I want to know. Are you guessing? And if we're guessing, are you guessing with my money or yours? And number two, I want to hear you say, you brought the car in because intermittently it had a low fuel pressure code, intermittently it would die and stall, and intermittently it would go into limp mode. And that's what the shop says. Then they say the repair is this. You need to just hold their feet to the fire and come to a meeting of the minds with respect to, you said you're going to fix this problem for me. But what what scares us, and there's a lot of us that won't even participate in a car repair when the conversation starts out with, my neighbor says he wants that I need to have my fuel pump replaced because that's just a recipe for disaster. It's just going to get ugly because there's a better than even chance that the fuel pump's not going to fix the problem. Then the neighbor says we didn't do it right, and then you take it someplace else and have another fuel pump put in it, and then you're going to bill me again. You're going to back bill me for the first pump, but then the second fuel pump doesn't do it. So now the owner of the car knows for sure that the fuel pump's wrong, and his neighbor's saying that you picked the two worst shops in town. So those are the kinds of issues that you get into. It's just what what customers we embrace. is just write it down and write it down from the person who experienced it. It doesn't do any good for the husband to tell us what's going on when the wife is the primary driver of the car. Please just sit down and send us an email. This is what happens. This is what I see. This is what I smell. I'm driving down the road and then all of a sudden my wipers start flashing, flapping, and at the same time my radio goes blank. 
those are the kinds of funny stuff, but we need that information. That wipers flapping and my radio, the relationship, we had a car in a couple years ago that had that exact same thing. For no reason at all, the wipers would turn on and the radio would go off. Well, when the guy had installed the radio, he hooked a ground wire to a circuit that was a monitor circuit. Otherwise, we are monitoring the electrical flow of this circuit, and he thought it was a ground because the wire was green. But really, he hooked the radio system, and then when the system went down, then it would drop the ground and the radio would go off. So it took a little while to figure that out. First of all, you got to get the radio just disconnected completely because it's obviously part of the problem. It's part of the problem or it's part of the clues to the problem. So those are the kinds of hard things. But let's talk about the easy stuff, oil changes. Do you know what's on an oil change? Easy. It's change your oil in your filter, check all your fluids, your belts, and your hoses, check the inflation in your tires, and give the car a good look over and try to see something that could be causing a problem before the next oil change. That's it. We're not capable of looking into the future other than three, five, six thousand miles in the future. So an oil change is oil and filter and lube, yes, but it's really an opportunity for the technician, a seasoned technician, to look over your car and say, you've got some lower bushings that are going to start making noise, and when you come to a stop, and just before you come to a stop, there's a clunk. And then when the light turns green and you gently apply the brake pedal, there's another clunk, and you'll feel it in, in your floor, on your feet, and you'll hear it. And when that happens, then it's the lower control arm bushings are shifting, and we can replace those. Isn't that what it's really all about? It's them saying, this is what we've got, and this is what we think you're going to spend your money on next. There's just so much work out there right now. Nobody really has to be um, making up stories, but unfortunately, um, there is a small minority of, there's good lawyers and bad lawyers, there's good doctors and bad lawyers, or there's good and bad in everything. And in the car repair industry, it's no different. If a guy uh, bought his wife a new Tahoe and he needs money, then he might ask his staff to step up, step it up, and and uh, and do some more sales, or you know, get some more tire rotations, or or uh, look at their odometer. It's called surfing. We surf your odometer at a hundred thousand. We tell everybody it needs belts and hoses. It's true, but here's it's the embarrassing part. It's not uncommon for this customer to say. Well, you know, I just had those changed at 80. <laughs> what are you going to say? You just told them that they needed hoses and belts in their 100,000-mile, you know, wear-out time. And you're telling them they need them. But they're saying to you, well, here's the receipt. I just had them done at 80,000 miles. How are you going to recover from that? How is your, how is your credibility going to be with that customer at that particular point? So... Those are the kinds of things, just, just watch out. If you want a good list of car repair shops throughout the valley, go to my website, MarkSalem.com. I have a shop, but this isn't about my shop. This is about helping you work your way through the pitfalls and the good and the bad of our industry. I would say that there's probably 80% of the shops out there really have a good heart, have some really good basic knowledge, and can fix cars and do maintenance. And there's a difference there. Some, some guys just go for maintenance. The tire rotations, the cooling system flushes, the transmission services, differential flushes, the maintenance like brakes and, uh, and brake fluid changes, uh, headlight aiming, stuff like that. It's just that kind of stuff. Then there are shops that do check engine lights 
and wobbles and vibrations and intermittent no cranks, intermittent no start, intermittent dying and stalling, transmission shift problems. Those are the diagnostic aspect of our business or that's related to someone having to diagnose it. The very best you can hope for is that someone will find it and fix it. So it's one of those things. It costs you $100, $105 to find it and a dollar and a half to fix the broken wire. That's the best you can hope for. On the other side, there's not uncommon for somebody to say, I've identified the source of your coolant leak. You have a blown head gasket, and this car is well known for that. And somebody at one time or another probably ran this a little hotter than they should have, which is into the red zone on the needle. And because of your mileage, it's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of $8,000 to replace both head gaskets. So those are the kinds of things that are caused typically by somebody maybe just wanting to drive the extra mile. It's something that we hear a lot is, is I was only a mile from home and I thought I could make it. When the needle's in the red, you got to stop. If the needle's in the red for the temperature of the engine, you have to stop. If the needle's in the red because there's no oil pressure, you have to stop. A tow bill is cheap compared to an engine. And 50% of the cars that come into my shop that have been overheated or run low on oil have a, a significant engine damage problem that that would have been eliminated and minimized, if not just eliminated, if they just would have pulled off to the side of the road and called for a tow truck. Most of us have car insurance, and most of us have towing with our car insurance. So you can call the tow truck of your, your choice, but don't let the engine temperature get anywhere near the red, and a normal operating temperature of cars today on the cooling system is between half and three quarters. There's a lot of, lot of folks that still argue about that, and they want it to run less than half, and every car that's been made in the last 15 years is made to run between half and three quarters on the gauge. The place it's not supposed to run is in the red zone. And the red zone is going to be north of 230 or 240. And when you get into that zone, I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't take long to just completely destroy the engine from the inside out. So that's kind of a bad idea. That's something you should think about. And with today with cell phones and stuff like that, there's no real reason. So I tell my wife, I tell my daughters, if you're in a situation that's in the middle of the night and you're in a bad part of town and you're scared to death and the light comes on and it's red and it says oil, it's okay if you want to drive to a safe place. I'd rather have you and I'll pay for the motor. But by the same token, it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You're a mile from home and you have a problem. At that particular point, you can pull over and just have a tow truck come and pick it up because you're not late for work or whatever. So just think about those. They happen every day in my world, and, and I'm sure that you have heard other people having the same problem. So between now and then, when you have a car in for repair and they give you a laundry list of things to do, just have them staple their business card to it and make sure that they have specific estimates for each one of them. And then you can follow up with an email that says, what symptoms do I have that need, necessitates the replacement of all of the tires? Is it a visual thing? Is it a vibration? Is it tire wear or whatever? Give me a hand there. So those kinds of conversations in writing via email, um, they're very beneficial to the consumer, and the shop will see you next week.